Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network, now the largest new media platform on the web, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on UStream. This is AfterBuzz TV for Survivor. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Survivor news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues... It's After Buzz TV for Survivor. Welcome, welcome, guys. It is Phil Svitek along with Steve the Steamer. Steve, say hi to everybody. Hello, everybody. And we have a very special guest, Rob. And I, I'm not even going to try to pronounce your name because <laughs> I know I will butcher it. But you guys know him from Survivor Thailand. But Rob, please introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Rob Zabochnik. Rob Zabochnik. Ah, that's not so bad. Not so bad. It's Croatian. Not so bad. And uh, so, uh, for those of you who remember, Survivor Thailand was the fifth season of Survivor. I'm correct on that one, right? Yep, 100%. All right. Number five. Number five. And um, so, Steve, or uh, not Steve, Steve did watch the show, but Rob also watched this episode with us tonight, and he will be discussing it along with me and Steve. And then uh, we'll interview Rob during our special segment about his experience on Survivor um, getting his take from everything, and he'll also talk about being on Saddle Ranch, a show on VH1, and then any other new projects he's got coming up. I hear you got a music video. Uh, yeah, I'm actually doing a music video for a band called Ona Not Stereo, and we'll talk about that later. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> well, um, Steve, what did you think about the uh, the Redemption Challenge? For me, um, it was uh, what I I liked it. In the idea concept, I thought it was a very good challenge, but as as a thing to watch, I thought it was one of the most boring things ever conceived. I don't know. I disagree. I, I normally like like the concentration challenges since it's more like fair to everybody, since it's not like a physical thing or anything along those lines. It's just standing there and trying to concentrate. So I like that aspect, but yeah, you're, you're right. It is kind of boring to watch, but they seem to do it like every season, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And uh, who did you, for you, who did you think was going to win, um, Semhar or Christine? As heavy Christine after Samhan's uh, terrible spoken word poetry, he knew <laughs> that was going to work. Right on. Yeah. I mean, uh, I want to get all of your guys' take on it, but uh, here's kind of my interpretation. I I literally wrote down, what is this god-awful prayer? Please don't tell me that's for Jesus or so one of that nature. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know. Was it for Jesus, or was she talking like to the totem that she was supposed to have on top of like the sticks? That's like, that's it was just how a I felt too. Thing. I think she was praying to the totem, dude. That's, <laughs> that's, that was my take on it for sure. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'll have ten of your babies without pain medication. <laughs> I mean, what? Rob, you, you have not seen this new season much, right? This no. Was, uh, she seems like uh, a hop, skip, and a jump away from uh, chewing her own fucking ear off or something. She definitely is. I mean, uh, this is the second time we've heard her poetry, um, so we obviously have Rob's take. Steve, uh, better than the first or worst? I think it's worse because it just it seemed more sad. Like the first one she did, like the first episode, <laughs> like more upbeat. And now she's like totally depressed because she's like on Redemption Island for three days. And she went through, like, the abandonment issues, which you pointed out last week and that she alluded to today. Yeah. It's like, she was just so far gone after three days. I didn't want her around any, any longer. Like, just get her the hell out of there. Yeah. Send her home. Let her do her spoken word off my TV. And again, it's just it, – okay, uh, what, what seems to be kind of a reoccurring theme, you know, we see it with Cochran. We see it with Semhar. And we see it uh, maybe with a few other people, arguably – but, okay, you came here because you have issues. Um, for Semhar, it's abandonment issues. Not the right place to go f- to kind of cure yeah. that ailment. Yeah, it's only going to get worse, honey. It is. Yeah, um, and it did. And it did. Yeah, and it did. <laughs> Indeed. Well, what do you, I mean, what are your thoughts on the competition? Uh, I, did you, I mean, I, you guessed that, Rob guessed that Christine would lose. Yeah, that was just, that was just me, like, watching her shake in the beginning. I thought she was gonna. Yeah. Sh- I thought she was gonna shit the bed and drop the totem, but uh, our girl, our girl Samhar, uh, couldn't couldn't keep it together. Yeah, and, and looking at him, you would suspect that since it seemed like, even though it's not really athletic, she looked like she'd be more capable of doing something. But yeah, it yeah. didn't really work out for her. And I'm still blaming the spoken word. Yeah, me too, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, that definitely jinxed it. Cause uh, you know what? Even though it wasn't, you guys say it was meant for the totem. I think God was listening. Was like, wait. <laughs> I'm confused. Is that for me? No, no, we're not having that. But uh, uh, what was interesting, um, Rob, you guys didn't have Redemption Island, correct? No, we did not have Redemption Island. We so, had. what do you think of this aspect to the game? I think it's interesting to uh, to maroon people and uh, send them off by themselves and leave them to their own devices for a number of days. I would fucking go nuts, man. I went nuts out there uh, amongst my fellow tribe mates. Listening to people talk about fucking f- the food that they wanted back home and mm-hmm. like what they would do for for peanut butter, I just had fantasies of burning everyone alive. But uh, <laughs> uh, I couldn't imagine being on Redemption Island. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless I mean, I can say from you know from from my perspective, I know that we had to make our own fire, we had to find our own water and boil it and, and do all that. So I don't know if she has to do all the same things on Redemption Island, and if so, it would. <laughs> It wouldn't be a wouldn't be a little piece of pie. That's well, for sure. two interesting uh, things that you pointed out to me, and we'll kind of discuss your end of it. But uh, you said it's it's as real as it looks. Mm-hmm. For sure. And then the um, in speaking about Semhar and Redemption Island, mm-hmm. um, it, it it's very lonely. Like yeah, there there's a camera crew, but wh- they can't be they, filming you for hours on end when you you do nothing. Yeah, I'm I'm sure there's there's an on-site like producer, somebody there like making sure when to cover her, like maybe if she's doing spoken word, 
by herself. That could be. Her. <laughs> Maybe she just has a breakdown and decides to cry on her own. They're going to cover it because they want to make it look like she's absolutely miserable out there because mm -hmm. people, yeah. people eat that shit up. But uh, <laughs> it's still – they're not supposed to talk to you. I mean, obviously, I'm a pretty talkative guy. Like, every time there was someone around me, even when I was by myself, um, it would be, you know, like, there'd, there'd be a, a camera guy there, and sometimes a, one of the producers would be there, because there's, like, a hundred of them that work on the show, and I would always strike up conversation with them, and they'd be so pissed, because I would ask them interesting questions. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, so, you don't have to starve out here, and you don't, you aren't playing a game for a million dollars, but do you, do you still have to dig a hole and take a shit in it? <laughs> and they'd, they'd be like they would laugh like I would ask them serious questions yeah, yeah. I'd be like who, who, who would you vote out of the camera crew and I'd be like this one dude has a really weird smell and that other guy gets on my nerves because he tells me what to do too much who would you vote out anyway right on but, uh, well uh <clears throat> and it was also interesting you said um on Redemption Island it could make for some interesting hookups yeah I think it'd be fucking hilarious if two people got voted off to Redemption Island together and they were like well we've been uh marooned out here by ourselves we might as well you know we might as well, yeah we might as well kiss each other where we be um, a steamer uh in in your knowledge of the past what would make the most interesting redemption island hookup whether uh i mean obviously we don't have a lot to go on this season but in seasons prior they only did it like the last season and i can't remember who was left there i don't know at one point there's like five people just like chilling out there since they, were, they did like a mass challenge towards the end this year they said you're just gonna do one-on-one -on -one. so it'd just be two people and it'd probably just be a, for a night and then they'll have the redemption challenge so if they're going to hook up it'd just be in that one night span well i mean you can so I, I don't know sparks could fly in, who would in a matter be. of minutes man yeah that's true <laughs> i'm pretty sure that there were, there were there were attractive people on my cast but uh again speaking from from my perspective from being out there uh i definitely like sex was the last thing on my mind i didn't even everyone's like oh like friends of mine, they're like, you were there for 18 days. You never jerked off. And I was like, no, I was, fucking, I was starving and delirious and fucking trying to, trying to like figure everyone out. It was the last thing on my mind. But, uh, I think honestly, if, if I got voted to redemption Island and there was an attractive girl there and she happened to like, I don't know the way I speak spoken word poetry or how cool my buff looked over my bald head. I don't know. Maybe sparks could fly. I would definitely fucking hop yeah, on it. That's true. I'd be there like, dude, at least get a back massage out of it while you're out there. <laughs> right on. <clears throat> um, let's see. Uh, after that, we, I'm gonna. There was a, there was a segment basically that I call Russell crying. <laughs> and uh, oh my word, uh, we got it a little bit in the preview um, last week where it was um, Russell arguing with himself. You know, I'm always in this constant struggle against good and evil. You mean Brandon? Brandon. That's it. Yeah, Russell. Yeah, Russell's his uncle. Russell's his. Which, yeah. which this is what bothers me. They're like, I see Russell in him. It's the guy's fucking uncle, dude. Yeah. Did he did he raise him? I want some backstory because otherwise, it's like you guys are fucking idiots. He's gonna play his own game. I mean, was Russell was Russell that religious? I don't remember him being that much of a Bible bumper. Nah, no. Nah. I, I don't. I don't recall that angle. So, Unless they just didn't show it. It yeah. didn't seem like any of that existed in him. So yeah, it's a different person. Yeah, but this kid. I mean. Obviously, continue, Phil, but this kid's fucking... Oh my, he like, knows nothing of politics or, or the game of Survivor, apparently. He's already revealed nah. all his cards. I would honestly, like... I wouldn't even vote the guy off. I'd tell him to go for a swim, and I'd try to drown him. <laughs> <laughs> He's one of the worst people I've ever... I, I honestly, like... 
I probably would have punched him in his face and gone home <laughs> or lit him on fire while he was asleep. I mean, here's here's kind of my perspective on it. Um, Michaela goes up to him and she's like, clearly there's some tension between us and I want to talk about it. Um, that's the subtext of which she comes in. And he's like, oh my God, you are a temptress. You are a demon. You tell nothing but lies. I can't believe you're doing this. Why would you ever even think like... No, that's what a normal person does. They confront you about what's going on. That's a healthy person. Why are you coming at me? Why are you coming at me? Exactly. And then he, and the fact that he tells the whole group. Absolutely ridiculous. I love how he keeps trying to have everybody, like, convene around him. And he's like, hey, I lied. Like, dude, telling everyone you lied at tribal council, I'm not a doctor, but I would say that's probably a bad move. I'm not a scientist. Uh <laughs> I would say that that's probably the dumbest dumbest move you could make yeah. in the game. What I liked about his like little group meeting like was when he said, "Does anyone have anything else to add?" No, <laughs> no one's gonna, no fucking, one's gonna say fucking say a word, say a word bro. Because no one, he, no one wants <laughs> wants anyone else to think that they actually yeah. give a rat's ass about this poor fucking idiot. <laughs> I, I also love how he has Lil Hans or what, what's his last name? Hans. Yeah. He has yeah. Lil yeah. Hans on his arm and he has Hans on his back. <laughs> And, like, people couldn't put two and two together. Like, oh, I never saw it before. I was too busy staring at the stupid bull tattoo you have on your chest. Well, the, uh, the, the, no, like, I, the Texas he, he kept his shirt on, like, the whole time. Yeah. Like, he was going to make up excuses for why his shirt was always on. If you want to cover those tattoos. Yeah, yeah that's, like, the, dummy. That's the thing you missed, Rob. your name yeah. on them, don't go on Survivor if you're worried about your last name. Seriously. And, and also, again, it's the guy's fucking uncle. I know they're probably trying to play some angle Cassian, but I think it's fucking stupid. I agree. I mean, if you would have worn a fedora on on this episode or, or on any of the episodes, I think it would have been kind of cool because he could have been like, oh, guess what? I'm also his his nephew. <laughs> we have the same terrible taste in headwear. And uh, I'm also his nephew if you gave a rat. Anyway. At least he didn't take like Russell's underwear. That shit was yeah. fucking disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Was... A fucking guy walking around his fucking bulge all the time. Yes, yeah, bone smuggling. And then, Terrible. I mean, he just he just went totally nuts with, like, I lost my temper, I lost my cool... Like, okay, where? Where did you lose your temper? Yeah. I was also... I was wondering that, too. Like, it, it, it's funny to me. This guy is like, I deal with these demons, man. And, and he got all choked up and he started crying. And he was like, man, I, you know, I, I, I believe in Jesus Christ and I love God so much, which, you know, we all saw him on the boogie board throwing one up to fucking JC. Uh, getting, getting, getting towed in. But uh, I think it's hysterical, man. The guy's like, I deal with this my whole life, man. I deal with I deal with being being pulled by good and evil in all these directions. It's like, no, I think you're fucking confused as to honestly who who the fuck you really are without dropping your uncle's name yeah. and uh, what you really want to do. Like he confused the the hell out of me. I haven't watched you know I've I've watched a couple episodes every season, but uh, I've never seen anyone that is as blatantly like mentally retarded in the game is this guy i mean for lack of a better term it like it hurt my feelings dude i want to like say i wish i <laughs> i wish you could tell him like dude just shut up like just just quiet down let, let everything well happen. the interesting i mean um coach literally got um last travel council he was saving um brandon from kind of being ousted you know where he was like you know i was told this information and then was like who told you who told it to you and he wouldn't reveal that it was brandon yeah and then, like an idiot, he, he goes against Coach and basically blurts it out. So you've not only, A, revealed to the to the group that, A, the you secret, suck. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But you also you ratted ruined, out you, Coach. You ruined, you ruined your chance with Coach, bro. Exactly. Let's be honest. 
Yeah. And, yeah, you're done. And and my favorite part is, at the end of the day, he keeps going against Michaela, who he keeps saying, like, you know, she lies, everyone hates you, and all that. She's the most athletic woman there, if not, like, one of the most athletic people just in general of that group. And she's yeah. attractive, which goes a long way. Exactly. Yep. You keep the cute, you keep the, the, the cute women around. I mean, it's not, it's, they're not going to be a threat to you when it becomes, you know, when, when the merger happens or when the, the two tribes come together, you know, you're, you're not really worried about the girls. You're worried about the, the big, strong guys that can, uh, can do some of the challenges, even though it becomes mental then too, but still. Yeah. But at the end, you know what I mean? She, she doesn't, she doesn't seem like a threat to me. No. Like I wouldn't, she wouldn't be the one that I would attack again. This no. dude, Brandon has clearly no fucking idea what he's doing. Now she's a lingerie <laughs> football model. I don't even know what that really fully means. Well, dude, or... friends of mine have been in the lingerie bowl, but is there is there did they like make it official and make it like a real sport? Apparently, a lingerie football player. Yeah, That's yeah pretty she, amazing. Said, she says they tackle on everything, so I don't know. I never I might, watched I might, it. So I might I tune I in, man. It'd be but... it'd be more awesome if like the field was in grass. It was like the whole field was mud. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of throwing <laughs> instead of throwing the football, like they threw each other's cell phones around and. <laughs> That would be fun. Be awesome. But uh, the point <laughs> being is that uh, Brandon is on this um, journey, quest, whatever, to basically say Michaela just flaunts her stuff around. I mean, from watching this episode, um, I'll get your take on this, Steamer, because I know we, you and I have discussed this. But, Rob, just watching this episode, do you think she was just basically running around being like, here's my boobs? Check no, out my boobs? Absolutely not. I don't, I don't feel like – I mean, honestly, like – She's she's a lingerie model. I mean, she wore a bikini top most of the time, or a buff, or whatever. Um, but she's a chick, dude. When a girl's, you know, put together a certain way, they're not ever going to be ashamed of the way they look. I mean, in her case, I mean, yeah, she's going to flaunt it. I didn't necessarily see her going over the top flaunting it. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? mean? Honest to God, he makes it sound like she she gives all the guys lap dances. Yeah. She sleeps with every one of them every night. It's sad though, because he honestly, at this point, he doesn't even have a dog, or she doesn't even have a dog in the in in the fight. Yeah. Like he's he's trying, he he's honing in on her, because honestly, I don't know if maybe Jesus told him to while he was sleeping. <laughs> Otherwise, like he has he clearly has no fucking. He doesn't know who to pick a fight with. It's it's really sad. He's like, guys, I don't know if it was in the in the preview for for next week. He's like, guys, we got another problem. He's like yeah. getting everyone together again. I'm waiting for him to break out a Bible and start fucking reciting passages. <laughs> Breaking my heart. It is. It is. Um, Steve, before we move on, what's your take on uh, has has Michaela gotten to be more of a temptress than in pre- previous episodes? No, it's the same she's always been. And I don't know if we're missing something they're not showing us, but it doesn't even seem like that. It just seems like this guy is just a friggin' moron. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's clear to me. Clearly, this guy's... Yes. <laughs> it's almost troubling to watch. How, how, do you guys know how, how old is this kid? It doesn't say. Like, I would say 23. And I love how it says Brandon Hance, and then it says next to him, Russell, Russell Hance, Hance nephew. <laughs> Who the that's fuck job. Like, yeah, like, that's... What, what about what he does? I, I would imagine he probably sings in the choir and donates a lot of his time to getting fucking terrible tattoos and hanging out at the church. But aside from... I that, think that's what it says on his business card. Russell Hance's nephew. Russell Hance's nephew, for sure. <laughs> He's like, hey, what do you do for a living? He's like, uh, I'm Russell Hans's nephew, and I was on Survivor. Yeah, that's, that's why he puts in the basket for the free lunches at the restaurant. Yeah, <laughs> on his business card, it's like, a, it's like it's like a picture of his of his chest tattoo. And that was, and I mean, name. again, 
<laughs> we could continue this about this all night, but yeah, when we sure. first, literally the first episode that we did for AfterBuzz, <laughs> I had to ask Steve, and I was like, wait, who's Russell Hance? Did I, is he like a yeah. famous serial killer? That's, did yeah, I guess? I, was like, I didn't even know that. I was like, wait, is he like a pianist that fucking everyone, everyone wants to be friends with? I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. And Russell so, Hance's nephew. That guy makes a great sandwich. Who the fuck is he? Yeah. <laughs> you know, he so he invented the club. <laughs> he invented the club. Oh man. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Well, anyway, um, why don't we move <laughs> to the competition? And um, what I like uh, before we get into the competition, what about like the uh, the other tribe when they show like Papa Bear give like his sermon from the hammock? All right. What are your thoughts? It, I mean, I <laughs> it, it seemed like random, and I don't know. Like I didn't really notice like the first few episodes, but like he's really amping up like his accent. It sounded yeah. like he was like Harry Firestein or something. It was just very <laughs> bizarre. Like, in, like, like when he was in the ocean, like the first episode, like he's talking about himself. He's seen like a normal New York guy, but this time, like he's he's just amping up his personality. I don't know what it was, but it's kind of disturbing. It seemed like he's like a different person than he was. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I mean, it's obviously interesting that they even showed him. Um, now looking back on it retrospectively, it's uh, it's obviously for the reason that he got voted off. Yeah, yeah. But um, which I suspected when they showed it, because it was just it was just too random, like yeah. on the bottom of the totem pole or whatever. Like they wouldn't show that unless there's a chance he was going home, either this episode or the next one. Yeah, I think it was funny when they showed him reeling when they showed him reeling in the boogie border when they showed him reeling Brandon or when they showed him reeling in uh. Like the fucking guy's name, I can't think of the Ozzy. Oh yeah, Ozzy. Ozzy. When they showed him really an Ozzy, and he fucking he missed the thing, and then tried to grab it, and did like this weird half step forward and missed it again. It's like no, like, like the guy fucking trips and falls and hurts himself, like taking his laundry to the washing machine. Yeah. Like, the worst thing I've ever seen. In my life. But uh, again, he's he's an, he was a he was a detective, so let's imagine. I mean, here's the thing. Uh, what you the know, fuck he... was he doing detective work on? Anyways. I mean, we see his run. We'll talk. We'll talk about him kind of later. But um, just, right. just real quick about his running. I don't think he's ever chased any yeah. person down. <laughs> him running into the woods might be the saddest display of being a grown man I've ever witnessed in my life. Hands down, his arms weren't even up. Like, what was yeah. driving him? He pranced off into the jungle, dude. Like he was going to meet up with somebody and yeah. swoon him. I loved it. And he's like, oh, I'm going to do this totally inconspicuously. And everyone saw him. I think it would have been more rad if someone was like, oh, did you, <laughs> did, did you see Papa Bear running in the woods? Yeah, did you see the way he ran? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, we're definitely getting rid of him next. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He cl- clearly he's not going to help us in a challenge, bro. The dude fucking, the, the guy runs like he's been in a wheelchair for 40 years. You know what? I would say here should have been his strategy. Oh, gosh. Oh, man. Uh, I think I ate something bad. Uh, I feel diarrhea coming on. Um, I don't want to smell up anything. I gotta run. Yeah, I gotta go look for the toe. I gotta. Go and then at least it would have qualified the funny run because it's like, okay, you got yeah. shit. You got, you got one out. on deck, and the shit timer's fucking blazing. Yeah. So that could have saved you a little bit. Yeah. But um, I'm pretty yeah. sure they would have known. I'm sure someone's seen him run before. Uh, they just haven't captured the glory of it on camera <laughs> prior to this episode. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, I got, I got nothing. Man. Speaking of uncoordination, I mean the the first attempt that Ozzy's making towards grabbing one of those bags, it was how hard is it to really give a guy slack? That team, dude, them trying to figure out how to give him slack so he could run the boogie board out to where the bags were. <laughs> Phil and I were talking about, it, and I was like, dude, 
how, how hard would it be if that was your job? They're like, all right, you have the easy job. Give me some slack so the one who's I'm just as starving and is fucking sleep deprived and delirious as you three assholes. Let, let me run and go get these bags and then get a fucking free ride home while you guys wheel me in. And it's not even and running. Like, you're running yeah. um, on like a you... platform in the water. Yeah. It's fucking miserable. Yeah. <laughs> they couldn't even give the poor dude slack. So homeboy's <laughs> yelling the whole time. Slack, give it to me. Let me have it. I but then you, see, like, the, you see like the crack staff he had giving him the slack. Yeah. Like, one side was like Keith and like Coxon going around for the motions. Like Coxon <laughs> just being pulled around on that thing. He wasn't doing a damn thing. It was yeah. like all Keith. The cock was like, oh, it just fell to the water. He was being jerked around so much. And yeah. then on the other side, you had Papa Bear doing, doing nothing. Yeah. So he basically had half half a team doing it for him. So I could see how it happened, but in retrospect, it's really pathetic on their yeah, part. Yeah, it's pathetic. That poor guy Cochran, too, man. He looks like everyone that's ever been picked on in high school before. Yeah. Bless his heart. I know his. <laughs> I know he hasn't had an easy life. Well, Steve, we always like to um, talk, <laughs> talk about this. Um, on your scale of competitions, how would you rate tonight's, um, you know, in terms of physicality and, and the way you liked it? It's about a three. It was just, just so stupid, like like the slack and all that crap. Just have him freaking do something physical, and mm. and then like the puzzles, and like it was just so cheesy. And like, eh, I'm over it. Yeah, how'd you feel about the immunity challenge? Yeah, that, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, there, okay. it's like, yeah, it's just overall, like, just stupid. Like, the boogie board part was cool, just to see like Brandon, like shout out to Jesus, like like you alluded to before, like yeah, that was absolutely. cool, like him just chilling, like he's out of a fucking amusement park. Yeah, but <laughs> seriously, o- overall, it was like, oh, actually, like the the hooks was cool because Cody yeah, that's what was I thought phenomenal too. with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I thought that, that was the cool, grappling the hook was, was a cool was element. Cool. Pulling those, pulling yeah. in the. Uh, Pulling in the, the bags that were, were were grabbed before, that was cool. Coach is like, coach is like Batman. Like yeah, using that hook, just lifting that shit up. Yeah, he should go on the prices right and just fucking rule everyone at Plinko. <laughs> but I don't know why. Why do they need two people to do that? Couldn't they just have one yeah, person up there? They got like a like, they got a spotter. They got a yeah. spotter like he's sniping stuff. You're a little left. You're a little high. Like watching the top shot. And there's just like chilling up there with him. Like I'm just gonna st- stand here and act like I'm doing something. This coach does all the work. Yeah. Like how about her, getting her down there and get some slack or something? Do something. <laughs> help me pull the rope up, homegirl. Yeah. Don't just stand there. You fucking. Or, jerk. Go, go help the other team. Actually, they got Cocker and a Papa Bear doing nothing. Get them like <laughs> head of edge. Yeah. Did you? I mean, did you see Papa oh, Bear cool. lying after the competition? Like he, I honestly thought he needed a respirator. Oh yeah, he laid down like he was dead. That was amazing. Oh my god, poor guy. This guy's gonna hate <laughs> us. After. Work. Um, sorry, sorry, Papa Bear. Yeah, I mean, you just no offense, bro. It's do, not that do we don't some like jump, you. It's do some just jumping jacks, man. Exactly. You just weren't cut out for Survivor. I don't. Yeah, think... exactly. Before you, prior to going on Survivor, I I know because I've been on Survivor. I had I had a you know a couple months before I actually left for my uh for my journey to uh Jeff Probst's world. And uh, I definitely stepped it up and did, you know, did more than I usually did just to make sure. I mean, fuck. The one piece of advice that Mark Burnett gave me, though, is he said that I should come with a little bit of fat. He's like, don't get in too good a shape. You, yeah. need, you need some reserves yeah. to tap into, which was good advice because I, I was pretty lean before. So I, I ate a ton of calories prior to the, prior to the uh, competition. Oh, that's very cool. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll definitely talk about I definitely want to pick your brain about everything. Um. Any last uh, kind of comments about the competition in general? Who you thought uh, did well, did poorly, apart from Papa Bear? Papa Bear and Cochran, useless. Yeah, what's, <laughs> that's it. 
What's the over-under on Brandon, man? Are you saying, like, next immunity next immunity challenge they lose, he's gone, or...? or... I'd give him, like, maybe, like, three three more episodes. Like, yeah, there's no sure. way this pot can last any longer than that. I said, like, dude, he dodged, he, is... he dodged a bullet tonight, man. If they would have lost that, I yeah, think he, he would have been going. Now yeah. he has the chance, I mean, to, to be increasingly more awkward to the viewers and uh, <laughs> probably in, in, insanely more annoying to his castmates, to his tribe mates. But uh, he can definitely win somebody over. I mean, yeah, as as normally you think like somebody like if they're in that position, they could eventually like sway some people. Yeah, but get I think someone this on guy his team. is like beyond the point where he could sway like everybody. Like, he wouldn't sway me. And, I'll be honest. He could tell me. Yeah. He could tell me like, hey, when we get home, I have a really hot sister that likes to cook and do laundry. She <laughs> she loves tall guys with a bald head, and I'd be like, cool man. I still want to fucking punch you in the neck and throw you in the fire. <laughs> And like He's that's like most me. people wouldn't be able to do that, but this yeah. guy is so stupid. Like he wouldn't be able to pull it off. Like it's, I said, he has no concept so of politics. Bad. Yeah, nah. terrible. It's like I'm pretty sure, like he didn't understand. Like you're amongst a group of people who are in a competition with you for a million dollars, and so far they don't really dislike you. They all probably wish that you die a horrible death. <laughs> <laughs> you're shit in the bed, bro. He certainly is, but but look, he's hey he's at least he's at least he's Russell's nephew. <laughs> he's, hey, he's got he's that got, going for him. Hey, I see Russell in him, bro. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's right there. You just had to look. It's yeah, like, you just so had right to look. Right on his arm he's, and back. He's yeah, he's clearly related to him too. I can see the resemblance. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Um. Well, luckily he is saved and uh, lives for another. Luckily for who? Not us. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> oh, him. For him, and well, he's carrying on the the family name of of Hans, so you know there's redemption yet. I wonder if Russell was tweeting. Great... I wonder if Russell was tweeting him while he was out there. Like, oh, I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you stupid fuck! That's not how you play the game. You gotta burn the socks. Gotta... That's what you do. That's the first thing you do in Survivor. Burn the socks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Right on. Well, um, I want to talk about uh, – we've spoken about Pablo. We've spoken about Cochran. Now, these two guys together strategizing, you take a Harvard um, grad student and you take a former New York detective, mm. and they got nothing. Like, really? Between the two of them. Honestly, I was just so disappointed. Like, you, you can't would, come up with anything? You would think that, like, being a detective, you'd have to be able to kind of read people – and kind of figure out who's bullshitting you. You know what I'm saying? Like, so where were you on Tuesday, September 15th? And Papa Bear's like, oh, this guy's totally clean. Let's go have a, let's go have coffee and a donut already. I'm fucking exhausted. <laughs> let me get back to this hammock. Let, let me get back Call to, my name. Yeah, let me get back to this. Let me get back to this hammock over here so I can talk to this awkward Harvard grad. <laughs> And, and then they show him like going up to, like Ozzy and them, and Ozzy's like, yeah. and they're like, we're voting out Cochran. Cochran's the one. He's like, but why? Why yeah. Cochran? Why are you asking that question? Have you What's seen Cochran, bro? Why would you ask that question? The guy's been moon yeah, tanning for like 12 years. Yeah. Wait, you're voting up the scrawny guy? Yeah, you're voting you got to explain this to me. I don't get it. <laughs> and especially after like, um, you know, as he's talking with Cochran on the hammock, he's like, well, obviously I'm, gonna st- I'm trying to save my neck. So, like, dude. I know you wanted to be with Cochran, but uh, you really didn't have a strategy. <laughs> no. So just just go with it. Be like, oh, yeah, he should totally be voted off. Damn, I hate Cochran. He, yeah, he fuck Cochran. Look how awkward he is. 
<laughs> Get rid of him. Yeah, and, and then I would... And then say these qualities about yourself. Well, guys, I know I may not be the most physically um, fit guy here, but hey, I have a font of wisdom. And I was know? a detective. Yeah, there you go. And Like, play that up, dude. You might not have been a fucking gumshoe, bro. <laughs> at least be like, hey, you guys, I got, I got some... I got some information for you guys. I, I, I'm, I'm a detective, and I followed the clues, but I didn't, I didn't find the immunity, the immunity thing in our, in our camp. But you should still listen because I, I was a detective. I, I was cracking the clues. I, I determined was, that Cochran killed OJ's wife. I, Let's get rid of him now. Yeah. <laughs> Cochran is a racist, and he's awkward. <laughs> we should vote him off immediately. He's a terrible person. He's not to be trusted. And you know, I mean, it's it, like. Go ahead. It, it seems like Paula Bear like used up like his good speech that first episode when they're all bonding in the ocean. He's like talking about himself, like he went came out and like just watching. You're like, oh, he seems like a good dude. But then like day whatever this is, like he has nothing else to add. Like he had that one statement in the ocean, and that's it. He's done. There's nothing left to the guy. Yeah. And it's it's kind of sad since like that first episode. I liked him. I was like, yeah, he seems like a nice guy. Let's see what he does. Like he's got the interesting backstory. But no, just complete disappointment. Yeah. And and you know what sucks is that, I mean, it just kind of perpetuates the stereotype of, like, you know, that um, old people on this show don't do as well or what You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just like, come yeah. on. Do it. You know, you hate when people say that, so but don't. But it's the truth, man. I mean, honestly, it's – I mean, you call it call a spade a spade, you know? Honestly, when you're older and, and you know, you're, you're not as good a shape, you don't have the endurance that, that some, you know, someone a little bit younger than you has. And honestly, like yeah. you're enduring, fuck, you're enduring not having a lot of sleep, not eating square meals. Like, I mean, the entire time I was out there, we ate coconut every day, yeah. but it was, it wasn't like an abundance. Like we'd have a couple pieces of coconut and I, you know, it kept me from strangling everyone to death, but it definitely, I never felt full, yeah. <laughs> but well, being older, I mean, could you imagine? Exactly. And you know what? Um, to Papa Bear's credit, at the end of the day, he was a New York detective. And you know what? That's a lot of mileage. That's a lot of years. So you yeah. know what? He's right. kind of earned his time. And, you know, you shouldn't be doing Survivor. You deserve a nice retirement. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? You've done your time. Seriously. So now let the young kids have it. This is their time. You know, th- that's why they should be hustling. And so, you know what? At the end of the day, as much shit as I have given you, and uh, on behalf of my other co-hosts, you know what? You did a good job. So no, honestly, like, and plus, like he was like a gay. He was like openly gay, so like that had to add some at least something to it in one way or another. So like he's he he was who he was there. So and he and he served he served this, this city or state wherever the hell he did. And yeah, he's a right to go out there and suck it up, and we can laugh at him. Absolutely. Yeah. Right on. And uh, you know what? I'm I'm kind of glad he did fool Jim for a little bit. Um, because you know everyone thought he had the idol, but uh, Jim, man, I I really hope to see more of Jim, and we'll get more into predictions. Yeah, dude, that guy um, looks like that. a substitute PE coach. Like somebody, just, somebody that would just show up and yeah. wear like fucking nut, like short shorts and high socks, and you just want to fight him like immediately. That is a good description of it. Yeah, like that's just, that's what I take away from that dude. Um, like, hey, Jim, you mind if I call you Jim? Don't, don't ref- refrain from talking to me for the rest of our survivor experience. Good talk. Right on. Well, before we head into a commercial and uh, speak with Rob more intimately about his experience, um, do you guys have oh any last comments about the episode in general that we might have missed? I, I like the uh, like pop bear like constant reference like the five 
It's like yeah. made me think of like those, those old like T-Mobile commercials. Like, are you my five? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. And, like if you just see like some hacky commercial, like Papa Bear just like being left out as like Ozzy and Jim. Like, and, they clearly never want to call or text people. me. Yeah. They nah. clearly never want to call None or text of... Papa Bear, dude. He's out of their five. <laughs> well, I, th- I, th- I think he's with the Sprint Network, so I don't think he has a fade five. Yeah. yeah that's true. Could be it. Uh, Rob, any any last words? Um, I'm interested to see Papa Bear arrive at Redemption Island and scare the shit out of the girl that's hanging out there, Christine. Uh, that that was we got a little bit yeah, of it. Yeah, they showed it, but uh, yeah. not enough to like really you soak it in. Some some burly cop showing up, and you're I mean you don't sleep well as it is. So she was probably I mean she's probably dreaming about like turkey dinner and and her own bed. And this cop shows up, and he's like, "Oh, hey, I'm I'm sorry, I'm I'm the dude. You already know everything about me. I don't really have anything else to say, but let's hang out on this Redemption Island and talk about fucking." But, but you think he, like he introduced himself, like walked up, "Hey, I'm Papa Bear." Like, yeah, she, she's like, <laughs> she had no idea. Like, I don't know if she did. Like, did she ever catch his name? Like, did they ever say his name? Like in the challenges? They did. did I, they kind of off- okay. It was it was funny because today um, it was like Papa. Be- they they spoke to the fact when Papa Bear let go of the. Uh, uh, the turning thing, whatever you guys want to call it, yeah. but uh, the t- the turning thing that works for me. There you go. So, uh, and that's what made it really funny is because a he messed it up and b he was called out on it and c it was just like Papa Bear did. I for- <laughs> I wish I had the quote, but it was just the combination of all three elements. Yeah, he's it was like, did like, you what? see Papa Bear out there? He's, he said it was. I think it was Jim too. Yeah, yeah. He's like, did you see P- Papa Bear should have been gone first? He said he's like he should have been gone first. Uh, that's funny. The so poor guy. He, he couldn't catch a break out there. At least he got to nah. enjoy himself in that hammock, man. We didn't have a hammock. That's bullshit. They got like fucking. I see they try to pack up that hammock and move to Redemption Island with them. Yeah, he I would have done that. that Dude, I would have done that just to spite them. Oh, I'm going to Redemption Island. Well, I'm taking your fucking hammock. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying right shop on Redemption. Yeah, I'll just fucking sleep on a hammock out there all day. I don't need Redemption. Yeah. <laughs> I got my fucking hammock. Here's my redemption. Here's my redemption. This little sweet hammock. (laughs) Right on. Well, we'll be back right after this. Want to find out what the after buzz is about? Janice is a drama queen. This is the divide that is going to carry the series. Give us a call. 424-256-1729. 424-256-1729. It's television, and they want to be as dramatic as possible. I mean, it's Shakespearean. You never know what goes on behind closed doors. Find out why AfterBuzz TV is the number one source for after-show content. Now, in the eyes of Jimmy, Nucky is a villain. 424-256-1729. 424-256-1729. I mean, who would you guys rather hear that from? Your husband or your best friend? <laughs> the wig! The wig! When the TV show is over, get your after buzz on. Welcome, welcome. So, as promised, we're going to interview Rob, and he's going to reveal everything from Survivor to even the Saddle Ranch and everything else in between. Um, Good stuff. So, once again, full name Rob Zabachnik. My name is Rob Zabachnik, or Zabachnik, if you're from Croatia. Right on. Or if. If you're from America and don't give a shit, everyone calls me Rob Z. There you go. That's a cool nickname. Yeah, that's all right. What's your Twitter? What's your Twitter handle? Uh, my Twitter handle is Die for What You Love. It's D I E F O R W H A T, letter U L O V E. 
die for what you love. Um, and uh, I take it that is kind of your personal philosophy in life. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, from everything, um, I, you know, I saw the first, I would say, two or three seasons of Survivor, and then this is the kind of now I'm Mm. finally back into it, so I did not see your season, but from reading up on you, uh, you seem kind of very much like a free spirit kind of guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I definitely feel uh, blessed to have had the opportunities I've had in my life, not just like with Survivor, just with like the friendships that I've been able to make and um, the, the cool stuff that I've been able to do. And uh, I get to spend a lot of my free time doing things that I'm passionate about. And uh, it's fucking bitching, man. <laughs> right on. Die for what you love. I agree with that. Well, um, how did you become a uh, castmate on Survivor? Honestly, this is a fucking the most lackluster story in the history of Survivor. So uh, <laughs> 100% truth. I went on a stupid show called Eliminate that they were casting for Eliminate at the bar that I ran in Arizona called the Cat Eye Lounge. That was a fucking hole in the wall place was a dump it smelled like the great depression and uh half the shit that we had in there was liquor made from other bottles into uh premium bottles so anyways it's closed down now so i can completely smash place anyways for whatever reason like rock stars and people like to hang out there because we played rock and roll and the place was literally like dark you couldn't see anything but uh they had a casting for eliminate at cat eye lounge and i was behind the bar and i was like you know giving them waters and whatever they wanted and and one of the producers who was casting was like, would you ever want to be on the show? And I was like, yeah, but I'm not going to be with like five other dudes. I'd rather mm-hmm. do something cooler with my afternoon, like bang some girl I already hooked up with. <laughs> and uh, so they're like, no, you'd be the picker. So it would be you and four girls. And I was like, all right, you know, I'm like, that, that sounds cool. I was 22 years old or whatever. I was like, that sounds awesome. So they're like, yeah, we'll get you some really hot girls. So I go on Eliminate and it ends up being... One, I would say about a hard six, depending mm-hmm. on how much you had to drink in the evening. The other three girls were absolutely cows, like as far as personalities go. <laughs> like I couldn't listen to any of them talk. So uh, the Eliminate went interesting. I, I looked like a total asshole. But one of the people who casted Eliminate, a guy named Paul, ended up working on Survivor. So I get this random phone call from a block number. I'm getting on a plane, mm-hmm. literally boarding, like walking to get my seat. And my phone calls from a block number, and I'm like, oh, and I'm flying to Orange County to go visit friends. And he's like, hey, this is Paul from, from you know, Limited. And I was like, hey, what's up, Paul? Blah, blah, blah. Long story short, he goes, you want to make a million bucks? And I was <laughs> like, um, yeah, sure. He's like, would you, would, you, would you ever be interested in being on Survivor? I was like, yeah, absolutely. I would 100% be interested in being on Survivor. Fuck, I've never watched an episode, but I've heard a lot about it. So he's like, send a tape. He's like, you got to make a tape and send it in to this address, whatever, mark on it, this thing. And I'm like, dude, I'm about to get on a flight. I'm, I'm like, you're going to have to call and leave it on my voicemail. So I go to Orange County and go crazy for a number of days, come home and make this tape. That was probably the fucking most boring tape anyone's ever sent in. I was like sitting on a couch in my brother-in-law's theater room in Arizona talking about like my life and about what I do and what I love. Sort of like what I'm doing right now. Only, uh, <laughs> only so like my brother-in-law has no camera skills. So, like, the whole time he's filming me, it's, like, the angle's tilting. Like, he zooms in and out. There's, like, p- parts of me talking where I'm not even in focus. Like, the chair behind me is in focus. Is it sometimes, the like, worst, it goes to your shoulder? Yeah, it's, like, the worst Survivor uh, audition video ever. So, I end up getting a call. I give up on it because I don't get a call for, like, a month. But I was, like, whatever. So, I get a call. They maroon me on uh, – they maroon me at the Double Tree, and, and, I mean, I don't even know if I'm supposed to talk about the other stuff. Basically, I went through the steps – full psych analysis the whole nine and uh 
the last night of um, <laughs> the last night of us being sequestered in a hotel room, I snuck out and went and had drinks for, with friends of mine who are from California. I got in big trouble. I thought it was gonna I thought it was gonna get me X'd out. So I already wrote it off. I was mm-hmm. like, fuck it. Well the next day they had me go up to the penthouse where Mark Burnett and everyone else was and they were like, um, Yeah, you're 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 one of the cast members. One hundred percent all of us agree that you should be on the show. And they were like, But if you ever pull some shit like you pulled last night, we have we have people like they have alternates. They're like, mm-hmm. We'll put someone else in there a week before taping if we have to. Yeah. So that's how I made it on there. And then so you you got to um how, you said you spoke with Mark Burnett and he gave you advice how yeah. did you how many times did you see him how long was your interaction was he literally just like honestly uh, um I I'm sorry to cut you off too we can, no no I, I was gonna say because you said you know he said uh you know keep some fat on keep you. some keep some weight on me yeah Mark Burnett the funny thing is uh in the audition process he was one of the, like he would he I mean this is years ago this is eight years ago like I'm sure by now it's changed but he he would ask me questions. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, so, you know, we, we did this report, we pulled a report on you and you had a, you had an assault charge before you turned 18 years old. Like, what was up with that? And I was like, I got in a fist fight. And then like, he asked me all these other questions and he's like, would you consider yourself a violent person? I was like, no, I just grew up in a city where if someone talks shit to you, you fight them. Mm-hmm. I mean, ever I wrestled, I played football. There were fist fights every day. Yeah. So I, t- I talked to Mark a lot, actually. It's funny. And then even, I even talked to him when I was trying to figure out what luxury item I was going to bring, which we'll talk about later, the dumbest fucking thing ever. <laughs> um, but he, uh, <clears throat> after we got to Thailand, I saw him, I saw him every day before the game started and we were, you know, you're on gag order. We couldn't talk to any of the castmates. Mm-hmm. So Mark would, was watching me eat one of the days and I was like filling my plate with fresh fruit and, and protein. And he mm-hmm. was like, that's how I eat, but that's not how you should eat prior to a survivor game. Yeah. He's like, you need to eat. He's like, I would be eating five or six pieces of bread at a time. Wow. He's like, load up. You're gonna need your, you're gonna need energy reserves. You're gonna be exhausted. Because yeah. I know how much energy you have. You're gonna, you're still gonna be exhausted. Which was, it was sound advice. But um, Mark, I mean, that was, that, I mean, that was very nice of him. I, it, it doesn't seem like um, any of the producers would right. kind of give you. It wasn't like you know he, I mean? he said it. He he backhandedly said it to me. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't say it. Like you had. Like he was like, you should be doing this. Yeah. Because that's interesting, like, you know what I mean? You don't expect, like, to get a training packet going into Survivor. Like, you should be working out five times a day. Yeah, it wasn't like he was, he was just like, I'm sure he told other people that too, because there were girls there that were eating, like, birds, because they were about to be on, you know, on camera. Yeah, yeah. But Mark, for whatever reason, I mean, I I actually kind of regret, I haven't been in contact with him in a number of years, but after the show, like, uh, I was working for a clothing company, and we gave him a bunch of free gear, and he, he would wear it on TV, and he was, Mark was really cool to me. I think he really appreciated, uh. I guess like who I was because I was always honest with him and, and mm-hmm. in on in my episodes um, I didn't ever lie to anybody I just yeah. went I went out there and did my thing yeah. and he, he he appreciated it Mark Burnett's a fucking amazing dude like mm-hmm. you can't help but love the guy when you meet him he's very passionate about what he does and he's ex- he's an extremely like all or nothing dude which is fuck which is rad yeah very cool mm-hmm. we've we've uh, we've kind of gotten similar reports I mean uh, he does Celebrity Apprentice and uh one of our hosts, Maria Canales, who's a former WWE diva, you know, mm-hmm. she she was a contestant on Celebrity Apprentice, so um, she says kind of the same things in that regard. Yeah. Um, now you were the youngest castmate on on Survivor Thailand. Yeah. 
was uh what was the kind of age range for you obviously we talked about Pop Bear and he's a lot older than most yeah. of these guys honestly on on my cast there was a New York City police officer and this was you know only a couple years after 9-11 mm-hmm. um Ken I think he turned 30 while we were filming the show uh Jed was a few years older than me Penny and Aaron were all like late 20s mid 20s mid to late 20s on the other team there was I'm trying to think of her name oh Tanya or Tanya Tanya which is weird to me Tanya <laughs> she's uh spelled Tanya sweetheart nice girl alive she she was like in her mid to late 20s um everyone was pretty pretty much young but then they had like a navy dive instructor named Helen who was very cool she's like in her f- late 40s I want to say and then there was Clay Jordan who I don't they should they should bring him back for survivor season He's one of the. They would never bring him back. He's what's that? They would never bring him back. He was absolutely hilarious, though, in in real life. Like the dude was hilarious. Actually, man, I honestly, uh, I'm kind of interested in in maybe giving Survivor another shot someday. But uh, Clay, I think Clay would be great if he came back. But anyways, Clay Jordan was older. He's like in his, I shouldn't say older. He's in probably his early Mm fifties. But there's definitely a gap. I mean, yeah. Um. What the hell's her name? I mean, I'm, I'm sure the steamer knows better than me. <laughs> He's a big fan of the show. Jan Gentry. Yeah, yeah, Jan. Jan yeah, she was the, uh, she was the captain on the other tribe. Yeah, and then we had Jake. Um, what the hell was Jake's last name, steamer? Help me with that one. I do not know his last name. Jake. It starts with a B. I can't remember, man. Like mm-hmm. Jake. Um, fuck, who knows? That guy told some tall tales, man. Yeah. None of his stories matched up. But he's he's definitely a very good dude. But he had he had if he really lived the life that he lived that he told stories about it was it was pretty incredible <laughs> he like broke his ankle like parachuting in somewhere once and and got cast for a dr pepper commercial walking on his hands and i was like what anyways he uh he was old. he was older too but he was actually in really good shape he was a soldier dude that guy he's a big strong fucking texas dude but um yeah there was definitely a gap in age for sure well it seems like uh you know you kind of had an advantage i mean you played football um, in high school, and then in college, you studied psychology and philosophy. Yep. So, um, I mean, you're kind of set right there, you know what I mean? Absolutely. With mental and physical. Um, I mean... And was that... I mean, do you feel that you did have that sort of advantage? Honestly, like, I think... I think anyone who who's a good judge of character has an advantage, and I, I would consider myself a pretty good judge of character. I pick up on people's tics. Um, I pick up on... On things that make people nervous, and most of the time I fucking eat them alive. <laughs> I'm such an asshole. But uh, in the case of Survivor, like we didn't know anything about each other until the game started, and I had to look at these people for weeks before. We had to travel with them, and we couldn't talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Very weird. So I instantly started started watching the way people did stuff, watching how often someone put on chapstick, how often people fidgeted through their purses for nothing, yeah. like how uncomfortable people were, because everyone has like you know, character traits. You can see people who are very confident who just, just chilled. Um, so yeah, I mean, as as far as the advantage went, there was a challenge that I definitely won almost single handedly for my team where they shot these balls in the air and on TV, they only show that we caught six, but it was out of, it was out of nine and I caught seven of them. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I ran, literally ran circles around, uh, the big ex semi-professional football player, Ted, even though he, he said in an interview later, he shut me down, but dude, I scored like four points on his big ass. But um, I would say, I mean, there were definitely some physical people out there. So mm-hmm. physical, physically, 
I think I was just on par with mo- most of the other younger tribe mates and cast members. But uh, mentally, I like I said, I never really, I didn't lie to anybody. I didn't want to. I mean, believe it or not, after I got out there, it was, it was, I really had a lot of growth. I mean, when you're cut off from any sort of simulation, I had no food, no water. I mean, we had water, but no, no real food, no beverages, no, no stimulation. I went, I went body surfing every day. Yeah. And like hung out in the ocean and went for hikes by myself. So, I mean, what do you, um, that season shot for 39 days and obviously there's only so many competitions. So what do you kind of, what's kind of the day to day? What do you do? I mean, for me, I would imagine, you know, uh, I would just kind of try to sleep in the sand all day and and, and rest as much as possible. Save as much energy. Well, it was a hundred percent humidity and it was extremely warm during the day. It was like, you know, 90 degrees or 80 some degrees. It's brutally hot, brutally humid. You can't get comfortable no matter where you were, no matter what you were wearing. The, the ocean water was, was, was at night, it was warmer than the, the temperature was outside. So you go hang out in the ocean, you're warm up. So even trying to refresh yourself in the ocean was fucking miserable. So uh, the day-to-day, it's like there's three days. Mm-hmm. And on my season, there was, there was a reward challenge where you'd go do something to get a reward. Like we, instead of getting a tarp once, we chose to get a fishing net that, <laughs> that Jed and I lost on it in an episode. It was absolutely fucking retarded. But uh, <laughs> we, uh, you, you have basically one day where there's nothing, but then there's you don't know when the when the reward challenge is going to come. Mm-hmm. But the immunity challenge is usually on the third day, mm-hmm. typically. All right. It's after three days. That's why even on this, he's like, oh, he gets three more days. Yeah. Because yeah. there's there's a reward challenge in between, but there's immunity challenge usually on the third day. Okay. Sometimes they would throw a curveball though and have it like the day after. Wow. Yeah, they're dicks. Uh, how many times did that happen for you? Immunity challenge? Yeah, like in ter- no, uh, in terms of going to the, tribal council or where where they where they uh, switched it up on you. So it wasn't the third day; it was you know, um, the next I th- day. I whatever. think that happened like once, but there were there were also times where like we were supposed to, we thought that we would have a reward challenge and it would be like our day off, mm-hmm. and then we'd have a reward challenge and an immunity challenge back to back. Yeah, which sucks. Yeah, because you're fucking exhausted. Like those challenges take a lot out of you when you're starving and exhausted like your energy goes quick man mm-hmm. like you'd be surprised so what was, what was your favorite challenge that you got to do um probably the one where i caught the balls that was a fun challenge um dude on my season we had there was another one too for immunity where we had to swim and pick up these pieces of a puzzle mm-hmm. and swim back and put them together and i'm a good swimmer so i enjoyed that one but uh we had the absolute worst challenge ever where we had to pick up fish and put them in a bin there was a big like this menagerie of all these disgusting rotten fish and we had to take all the fish and put them in bins separated per yeah. like by, by species of fish it's it was dude imagine it's hot as shit outside and they yeah. sitting in the sun and like we, like you ha- you can only hold them with what you have so we like we're using our shirts so like you just you, you don't get to go to laundromat dude so yeah. i mean using our shirts using like carrying them in our arms <laughs> People were holding them in their mouths, dude. It was just like, ugh. Wow. Terrible. Steve, what was, uh, do you remember that season much? Yeah, it just seemed like a miserable season. Like, just the conditions, like, this seemed like they're having fun whatsoever. And normally, obviously, survivors, <laughs> like, you don't expect them to be having fun. But this one was just, I don't know, it just seemed, like, just bad out there. And, like, it just ha- I'm, I could imagine just being out there. Cause just, it, I don't was, know, just, it was so hot. And 100% humidity, yeah. like, 
just miserable, dude. And even at night, it would get cold because mm-hmm. we were right off the water. So it yeah. was like two extremes. Like you couldn't sleep well because you'd have to wear every pair of clothing that you brought with you. And originally they said you could bring X amount of shirts, jackets, shorts, and socks. And right before we went to the game, they cut it in half. Oh, wow. So the one jacket that I brought doubled it as a tarp, which was dope because I used it to lay out on. So I didn't have to lay directly in the sand, mm-hmm. which was all right. But still, fuck, sand and everything, dude. Like, just fucking sandy. Everything's filthy. Like, Did you not go to the beach after for, like, at least for, three months? Forever. And I was like, for what beach? But the all the water you have has been boiled, so it tastes like smoke. Mm-hmm. Like, everything is so rough out there. I honestly, I've had dreams about it since, which is funny, because it definitely had a huge impact on my life. Wow. But, yeah. <clears throat> Um, Excuse me. So uh, let's talk about your um, your skateboard. Uh, what's the term again? Your uh, my luxury item. Your luxury item. Do they still get luxury items? Steve. I don't think so. I don't know. I think I don't know the last one they ever got it. It might have been like uh, I know the one after you had them. I can't remember them after that. Like Rupert and all those guys. It was so yeah. Like, it, was, the, it was such a stupid concept. They had it. <laughs> it was such a dumb concept. They're like, we'll let you bring one yeah. thing. And, like, people brought razors. I wanted to bring a fucking pad and pen, and they were like, someone else is bringing it. You can't bring that. And then I was like, I have a hammock that was, like, tiny that I could bring with me. They're like, you can't bring that. It'll give you, you an unfair... Papa Bear. Yeah, exactly. That's why I was like, how the fuck do they get hammocks? They wouldn't let us bring a hammock, because he's like, it'll give you... She's like, it would give you an unfair advantage. You'd sleep better than anyone. And I was like, what the fuck? So then I, then I, I literally, jokingly, I said... So what do you want me to bring? My skateboard? Because it was sitting next to my bed. And she was like, oh, my God. The girl's name was Meredith. Oh, my God. Hold on. I'm going to call you back. So she probably talked to the brass. And then they were like, oh, this kid's already retarded. We might as well make him look like a complete <laughs> dumb fuck. Oh, and it worked. And it completely – yeah, everyone was like – every single interview I did from David Letterman to fucking the morning show with uh, – with, uh, I can't even think of her name. That chick was a bitch. I don't know who was on it then. But, uh, was it Jane Clayson? No, it was, it was, uh, I can't think of her name. Anyways, man, it was the, the first topic of conversation. Even when Hunter from the season before me interviewed me for some San Diego news channel, he's like, why'd you bring a skateboard with you? And I was like, you motherfucker, you know the way this show works. Like, that's definitely, like, you know, you know what ha- what's up. Like, honestly, that would be what I would choose. Seriously. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's pretty hilarious. Walking through the walking through Thailand while everyone's we're walking to get on this terrible ramshackle boat to fucking drive out to the island where our shows you know where the shit's about to go down and everyone has like you know their luxury item it's like a hat or fucking a pen and paper or football and I have a fucking skateboard and we haven't said a word to each other yet and everyone's looking at me like like who who, who invited the Down syndrome kid <laughs> pitiful but whatever what are you gonna do it's lucky skateboard yeah. Something like that. <laughs> right on. Um, now, and speaking about the contestants, were there any people that, uh, you know, in watching the season retrospectively that you felt were portrayed, like, you know what I mean? How they, like, we're talking about Pop Bear, but we, there's obviously stuff we may not have seen about him necessarily. Absolutely. That's were, what I was going to say is I'm, I'm sure that that behind the scenes, that other girl could be even more scandalous than, than what they showed. Mm-hmm. And Papa Bear could have been, I don't know, he could have been pleading his case more. Yeah, I mean they have to make episodes out of the three days, and they're yeah. not going to show everything. Yeah. Were but, there were there people that um that you got to know as friends that might have por- been portrayed kind of in ne- not in the way they were? Absolutely, actually? 
Ken, that was on our season, mm-hmm. was a New York cop. So right off the bat, he was a hero. I clapped for him, and then everyone else clapped for him. Because when they announced when they announced what everyone did, yeah. you, st- you sat there and you're like, hey, I'm so-and-so, I'm X amount of, I'm this old. Wait, not, not to cut you off, but hold on, wait. You guys, so you guys say what you do. Yep. And, and, and yet, Brandon of- Hans, what did he say? <laughs> I am Russell Hans's <laughs> nephew. You didn't say anything, right? <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Well, we had to say, we were like, you know, I'm Rob Zabaki, I'm from Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, I'm like, I, I was joking, I was like, I'm a professional rollerblader. And everyone looked at me because I had a skateboard with me. Yeah. And rollerblades and skateboarders are, are like arch enemies. They're like sworn rivals. And uh, I was like, I'm a professional rollerblader. And everyone looked at me and then I was like, I'm just kidding, I'm a bartender. And everyone laughed, but they didn't show that in the first episode, which I was bummed out about because it's an inside joke between my friend and I. That at the time, every time we went out, people would be like, you look so familiar. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm a professional rollerblader. And they'd be like, you're like eight feet tall, dude. What the fuck? So it was like an inside joke. But um, Ken, who was, who was on our season, was a New York cop. And honestly, he faked injury the whole time we were there. His back hurt or his arm hurt. Or he, he didn't – he like – when we would have challenges, like he would be the dude at the back, even though he's a strong one. We had to carry this dummy that weighed like 150 pounds. I was under the the like the abdomen of this fucking thing, holding it with my head looking forward, like leading the pack, and he was in the back, like barely holding one of the legs. <laughs> it's pitiful. So I mean, he looked like he was he's a New York cop. I'll give him n- props for that, dude. He was there when it all went down. I mean, God bless him for it. It was heavy. But as far as it goes, dude, that guy was a complete pansy when we were filming the show. That's a fact. They didn't show that on TV. And Shean, who I'm sure the steamer may remember, was like my fucking yep, – yep. it was like oil and oil and water between her and I. I couldn't stand this girl. Mm-hmm. I had fantasies about her drowning or getting eaten alive by some creature in the ocean. <laughs> but she was portrayed as being this witty New York job headhunter. Like she found people jobs. She was the yeah. most annoying – everything about her i couldn't even listen to her breathe i wanted to punch her mm-hmm. like and i mean i i honestly ran into her at the 10 year anniversary of survivor not of, not of my season but of survivor mm-hmm. last christmas and she's like oh i have two kids now and i was like wow somebody is married <laughs> to you but i mean whatever you know there's a lid for every pot dude and there's a lid for every pot but she was definitely portrayed as being this like witty girl who got picked on when in actuality she was the biggest bitch nobody could stand her Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean it's just like just like you said. Um, there's definitely things that people, you know, there's there's aspects of people's personalities that don't make it to air. Hundred percent, one hundred percent. Right on. Well, uh, go ahead, Steamer. Because I know from watching it, like I didn't like you whatsoever. Like just like the first, <laughs> like when they pick when they pick the teams, you, like you're you like, yeah, we're gonna kick ass. You said something along those lines. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm probably misquoting you, obviously, but like you, you just like we're just. I don't know, there's something about you, like from what they showed, they just rub, rub me the wrong way. Yeah. And like watching, like, I like Shean, but obviously there's more to it. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm, so, dude, I'm insanely competitive. They showed the, they showed the competitive, really aggro um, part of my personality. But whatever. I mean, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not mad about it. Yeah. People that definitely. Is, that was like part of what, what you were doing, but it yeah. wasn't like the whole picture. So like, no. I can't really judge you just solely based on that. I mean, well, yeah. it's fun to do. It's fun, like, to laugh when, like, something happens to you. Yeah. But obviously that's not the whole the whole case. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say I'm, I'm an all right guy. I know how to read, and <laughs> I, I, I take care of myself. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, it's funny what, what people picked up from it. Even my mom was like, honey, I, I'm so mad at those producers. They didn't show how nice you are and how sweet you are. 
And I was like, Mom, it's fucking reality TV. If they showed how nice I was, everyone, everyone would have been like, oh, what a pussy. <laughs> Look at this guy with a skateboard. What a pussy he is. But uh, anyways. <laughs> well, I mean, you definitely uh, – I want to kind of now segue into um, – the Saddle Ranch, but I'm um, just going before, to... Before we get into that, like... Sure. Then you get, like, stung by, like, a stingray or something? Yeah. I, st- I got stung by a stingray on my heel, and they showed me throw a temper tantrum because I thought I was going to get voted off for it. Mm-hmm. So I was pissed. Right. Like, I laid in the sand and swore. And they... The funniest thing is they made me lay down. I, I tried to walk in, and they were like, no, no, lay down. And it made it look like this fucking dramatic scene. And the funniest thing, too, is that I was, like, 100 yards away from these from Penny and Jake when they were talking. Mm-hmm. And in the background, you see me flail in the ocean and grab my heel. And uh, they, they, they loop in a sound. They loop in a scream that was from the first episode when I, in frustration, I go, ah, you see why we need shelter? They use that same scream in the third episode when I got sung. And none of my friends believed me. And I was like, after we got the episodes on VHS, this is back in the day, I showed on two TVs. I was like, you guys ready for this? I'm not full of shit. I didn't fucking scream. And I played it. <laughs> but but I definitely I got stung by a stinger out there and looked like a total asshole that brought a skateboard with him. <laughs> now, now did you get like any medical attention? Because I know like the season before you, like like the doctor John got stung and someone pissed on his on his foot. Did anyone do anything for you? No. No. They like so brought better. me a bowl of water and they were like, Oh, well mine was like on the heel and it was really deep. It wasn't just like it was it was it actually got fucking rotten. And when I got home I'd have a part of my heel removed. Yeah, it was disgusting. But there's medical out there. There's a, a doctor in case, you know, in case of, a, like, you know, emergency, in case somebody really gets hurt. And I don't know if you remember, I don't know what season it was, maybe the second season, the guy who burned his hands really bad. Yeah, Mike. Mike, that guy in real life is a sweetheart, by the way. That dude yeah. I, I've, I've seen, uh, I saw from time to time at reunions, like the two that I've gone to. And that guy, that guy was a great guy. But he actually, when he got had to exit the game because of his hands. The guy that came out with the bleach blonde hair, the doctor, his name's Dr. Ado Cohen. And that yep. dude is legit. Irish, like, hardcore, like, man's man. The guy could, like, build stuff with his hands and catch stuff on fire. <laughs> he, like, he, he makes you not want to feel like a pussy. He walks out and he's like, oh, mate, let's see, you got, you got a by thing, right? It's not really a big deal, but, but let's look at it. Let's go ahead and have a look. <laughs> he, like, looks at my foot and he's like, oh, yeah, it's... I can give you some effervescent, you know, aspirin. You could take it and blah blah blah. And I was like, this guy's so fucking hardcore. I was I was waiting for him to be like, well, we could chop your foot off and you could continue, because he basically was like, suck it up, dude. You're a grown man. I was like, all right, bro. <laughs> right on. Well, um, for those of you who don't know, uh, Rob is also on VH1 Saddle Ranch. Which, uh, for those of you who also don't know, we have two uh, Saddle Ranchers who co-host our Jersey Shore edition. Uh, Cameron and Rachel, Cameron Safford and, and Rachel, Rachel Lay, who I dated. Right on. Good times. She's rad, dude. Love that girl. Saddle Ranch. What do you want to know about Saddle Ranch? I don't know. I mean, how is uh, how is it to go from a Survivor reality show to a totally, uh, you know what I mean? Like, think of yeah, it like dude. bare bones in terms of like to opposite sides of the spectrum. Like, exactly. Like you're being uh-huh. you're being in Survivor. You're being paid, or um, at least you know you're trying to get a million dollars. To, by uh, not sleeping, um, not sleeping with anyone, not Starting. drinking. Exactly. While Saddle Ranch is more like drinking and... Fornicating. Yes. Consuming mass amounts of food and 
acting like complete idiots on the Sunset Strip. Um, it definitely was. It was hilarious because I'm, I'm. I mean, after Survivor, like I did some hosting stuff and I've done commercials, so I'm. I'm definitely familiar with production and the way the way it goes down. Um, so I'm used to like being around camera guys and like you know having common conversation with guys that are you know working hard carrying a fucking 50 pound camera. Um, everyone else was like during the headlights in the beginning of taping and I was like stop fucking hamming it up yeah you know like even Cameron will tell you there was a couple people on our season that were like anytime somebody was being filmed they would come into the shot this chick Alex who's like the oldest one on our cast who kind of like finagled their way into the cast like while we were filming was a f- absolute the most annoying thing ever like mm-hmm. she's the biggest fucking fame whore I've ever met in my life every time we were filming like we'd be having a serious conversation she would come over and be like, oh, my God, what are you guys talking about? And it was like, really, bro? Like, <laughs> could you do me a favor and walk out in traffic and kill yourself? Uh, so that was a different aspect where, like, in Survivor, like, you were generally, like, genuinely having conversations with people yeah. about yeah. the game and about how you felt about other people. And any time that there was two people talking, there was a camera on you. Yeah. So if you went to the bathroom, like, if girls went in, like, buddy system and two of them would take a piss together, the camera crew would follow them. <laughs> True story. So, like... They, they they couldn't they couldn't go and uh, powder each other's noses and have conversations about how bad they hate the guys on the tribe so without being filmed. Is it um I mean is it different from in Survivor you have a goal yeah you know whereas with Saddle Ranch, Ranch it, was, it was just it was just our lives and um I mean there was it was it was definitely very different than Survivor in that aspect because on Survivor I'm marooned on an island there's like there's a goal there's you know you're trying to win a a large sum of money. Or on Saddle Ranch, they just filmed basically us trying to work with, I guess, other colleagues in a in a restaurant in Hollywood. Yeah. For that's pretty much it. But uh, yeah, it ended up being funny. I ended up honestly like Rachel and I prior to the taping knew each other, but we weren't really close. Um, I didn't know that she'd had a crush on me for five years because I knew her for like five years, like in common conversations yeah i'd like see her and i'd be like hey i had a giant crush on the girl when i met her so once we started taping um i guess you could say like sparks flew sparks flew for uh for lack of a better term but yeah i ended up hanging out with her for for a number of months fair enough and uh what are you doing these days i mean the music video um yeah i'm doing a music video that i actually filmed uh sunday and monday i'm the lead in pismo beach for a band called oh no not stereo and uh, the song is called Big Hero from a Small Town. Mm-hmm. Actually, their album release party that will have all te- it's 10 songs and it's 10 videos. Mm-hmm. And they're giving it away for free at their album release party at the Roxy. So if anyone's listening that's interested in great music, you should Google Oh No Not Stereo. You can download their album right now for free because they're independent. They're pretty big deal, but they're, they're independent and they're like mm-hmm. Radiohead. They give their music away for free. Right on. It's pretty badass. So I'm doing that. Um, I'm doing... An imprint. My, I work for a buddy of mine that owns a clothing company called Tank Farm Clothing, that I've worked for off and on for years. And there's the one Mark Burnett. Wore. No, that's Mark Burnett wore a buddy of mine's clothing company called Sullen. Mm-hmm. That's actually now doing pretty well for themselves. They're in Tilly's and they're everywhere. But um, my buddy owns a company called Tank Farm that's like more high end, mm-hmm. really soft cotton. Anyways, long story short, I'm doing an imprint. That's my own thing, and I don't want to say the name because it's a common name and I'm getting it copyrighted right now and it's fucking the biggest pain in the ass ever. But uh, <laughs> I'm 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 doing my own T-shirt, hoodie, and like uh, woven hat line, and um, eventually, like after I get I get on my own steam, 
mm-hmm. it's all based around humans, like the fact that we're animals. And uh, that's pretty much all I have. It's about as... I have to be vague because I don't want to say the name. But um, anyways, eventually I want to I want to be able to I want to I want to be able to donate a lot to uh, yeah to the Humane Society. Fair enough. Um, yeah. And Steamer, I know I kind of cut you off from being able to ask uh, a few questions. Uh, do you have any uh, questions you want to ask, whether it's Survivor, Saddle Ranch, or anything uh, that you've heard just now? Getting back to Survivor for a second, like, you were on the cast with, like, Brian. Did you have any, like, real interactions with him? Because I know he was in the other tribe. Because he's, like, one of the guys that, um, this point, they don't bring back. Cause, like, Brian Heineck? Yeah, he was, like, a good player. Like, I don't know if it was, like, the fact he was, like, in softcore porn before he got there. Yeah, I don't know sure. what it is. Used car salesman, too, man. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he was, that's what he did before. He did softcore porn, but he didn't want to say that he was, like, a, like, a, a Skinamax movie star. He, he said he, he said that he worked in the in the high end of 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 used auto or something. I remember. And then it showed. Remember it showed him putting those glasses on yeah. like a total cheese ball. That's that's right. Brian Heideck. Honestly, man, um, I definitely had interactions with him, and he's he was he's kind of he's a very nice guy, dude. Like 100 yep. percent super nice dude. But uh, strange strange taste in uh in 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 fashion and. Uh, <laughs> Even Stranger Taste, like, he, he never really, like, hung out with all of us, man. He just didn't. I, I Honestly, I don't I don't think he would be interested in, in coming back. Oh, yeah? No. He, yeah, he's one of those guys that people just forget about. But, like, early on, like, he he was a pretty damn good player. Like, and he orchestrated, like, the whole thing. And oh, dude, he was, his, play and his game, it. his game, the game that he played was, was second to none. Like, he could come yeah. back and, I mean, he had everyone on that tribe. Like, he was he was playing all of them like a fiddle, dude. He had everyone. Big Ted, Clay, and Helen, and Jan, all that. Yep, all those dudes. The whole team. Yeah, Brian, I don't know, man. That would be interesting to see. And, like, out of all the cast, the one person they brought back was Sheehan. For All-Stars. She's like, yeah, she's an All-Star. Like, God. For what, like, overplaying her hand, like, before, like, the merge? Yeah. Like, it was just, uh, I don't know, I don't understand that. It was between her and I for All-Stars, too, which sucks. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Even though like I didn't like you, I think that would have been more interesting on All Stars because she was just useless again. I appreciate it. Yeah, she in real life when she was on our tribe, she was useless. She was, <laughs> she uh, she didn't, she didn't, she and didn't make many many f- friends while the show was being taped, and even afterwards, she's just one of those people, man. Like you, you either get her or you don't, and I never really got her. I was like, wow, she's a strange duck, dude. <laughs> like there had to be a reason, like. Like she was on the outs with her tribe, like oh for sure. She, she, yeah, so like it's not like everyone I don't understand that whole people. thing. Yeah, it was it was pretty funny, man. Shean Shean was not somebody that I would want to uh, befriend in any capacity. <laughs> uh, any other questions, Steamer? Before we get into predictions. No, I I think that's good. He gave a good uh, recap of that season because it's one of those seasons that people just forget about, like early on because it was sort of like a, a weird season just based on the fact that you're just miserable looking and like more of like the tropical ones seem to be better since like visually like they're more appealing yeah, we were so. definitely in a rainforest like we were on the water yeah. but we spent so much time in the rainforest it's like fuck it's like that in Africa like early on it's just like oh, God, dude, I'm watching Africa this again Africa was just... so terrible dude I had to watch clips yeah. of it when they, when we were ca- when they were casting for it to, to get me up to speed so I knew what the fuck they were talking about when they compared players. 
because I had never yeah. watched the show before. And uh, yeah, Africa was just fucking hot and miserable, and ugh, yeah, I would not want to be out there, dude. No and, and way. As a, as a like a viewer, like it just painful just to watch. So yeah, like, absolutely, I agree. Yeah. So predictions. And now your after buzz. That's amazing. All right, Steamer, what do you got for us? What are your predictions for next week? I think Papa Bear goes home, and I think, I don't know, it's either going to be Brandon, or I don't know if they're smart enough to get an Aussie now, if, they're, if they want to, but it seemed like they're insinuating that Cochran tries to form an alliance with Jim, and like Jim's all happy. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen, but yeah, yeah. it's interesting it's, to, to speculate. Well, it's interesting because uh, Jim already <laughs> thinks he has an alliance, but he's already being played like a fool um, from what we've seen. And so now he's going to try to make another alliance, and he's again thinks uh, he's a poker player too. So, but I imagine he's a terrible one based off of what I've seen. And well, I, uh, I want to see it blow up in his face. See, like, did they show him like Cochran, like suggesting like a plan to him, and like he's like all giddy, like a survivor move, like yeah, and he, no, like, don't worry about like doing fist. a survivor move. Yeah. You dicks. Just worry about fucking making a good move. Like, yeah. don't worry, just try to be shocking. I'm going to get this guy off. I'm going to be like, no, no, just try to fucking win the game. Don't yeah. do anything stupid. Make the best plays. Don't, I'm going to shock the world. Yeah. No. You, you'll no be way. eliminated shortly after that, dummy. Yeah, you're not you're not reinventing the wheel, bro. No, no. I mean, the show's been on for like 22 seasons. You're not going to be the guy. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I would agree with the steamer for sure. Um, I think Brandon dodged a bullet this time. Uh, by his tribe winning immunity. If, in fact, next week they, they don't win immunity, I would say he's he's going to Redemption Island. And uh, I think that he'll I think that he'll be there with uh, with Christina, or Christine, or whatever the hell her name is. Christine. Christine. The Papa Bear is definitely going to be going home because Christine's coming off, off you know, off the, the steam of, of already winning an immunity challenge or, you know, being able to stay. So, I mean, once you get... Once you get that in your corner, I mean, I think she would have a little bit more patience, and she could she could relax a little bit more at the challenge. Yeah. You know, she's not it's not do or die for her, even though it is. She's already won once. Yeah, and plus, I mean, she just looks like that type of person that just has a calmness to her. Absolutely, like she could dig, she could dig in and get it. You know, right on. Well, guys, I, uh, I, I think the more important question is who's going to take over the hammock. Like is it gonna be Cochran? <laughs> is Cochran going to the yeah, shop there now? Yeah, I think so, man. I think I think Cochran's gonna be uh gonna be taking over the hammock and, and trying to win over Jim. P.S. Though, man, Jim is a medical weed dispenser, which is awesome. That's absolutely incredible. That's and I think it's I think it's hilarious though that they have that as his profession. That should be his luxury item. Absolutely, he's like, what? Are you, what's up for, for your luxury item? Jim's like, oh, I brought an eighth of some, of some really dank fucking indica. <laughs> I'm going to get my tribe high as hell and sing them a bunch of fucking song and dance. <laughs> right on. Well, guys, it's been another great episode. And uh, before we head out, um, once again, Rob, give us your Twitter handle or anything else that uh, you want the fans to uh, follow you on, whether it's website or otherwise. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks, man. I'm actually uh, I'm developing my own website right now. It's called feedmetodeath.com. Mm-hmm. It's, I just registered the domain, and my buddy and I are working on it now. But that's – I guess stay tuned in the future. Feedmetodeath.com, common spelling. It's basically – um, all art and media, everything I do, photographs, paint, paintings, like pictures, photographs, um, the clothing line will be on there. 
And then um, Oh No Not Stereo, definitely look up that band. They're incredible. And I'm blessed to have this opportunity to be in their video. And uh, definitely hit me up on Twitter. I love having people ask me the fucking dumbest and worst questions ever. Hmm. I honestly, I, I absolutely love it. And it's Die For What You Love. And it's D-I-E-F-O-R-W-H-A-T, letter U-L-O-V-E, at Die For What You Love. And uh, yeah, man, I guess stay tuned. We'll see what happens if there's a second season. Right on. And Steamer, they should follow you at The Steamer, correct, on Twitter? Yep, that's it. At The Steamer? Yeah, we love yep. The Steamer. Yeah, I love it, dude. I'll definitely, I'll, I'll be following you, brother. Uh, Steamer, yeah, Steamer yeah. I love how you've kind of become this cult hero as The Steamer. I love it. It's awesome. I absolutely love it. It's very rare. It's like a pro wrestling thing. It's like, I'm The Steamer. It's just... It works though, bro. Don't get me wrong. It, it seems like mad awkward. Like I'm 33. I'm calling myself the steamer. So I realize it's kind of lame too, but I'm gonna keep rolling with it. Yeah, you should, man. We call a friend of mine that's a grown man the freshman. There you he go. He fucking wears it like a badge. So <laughs> he loves it. And uh, for those of you listening, on uh, for those of you fans of AMC's Breaking Bad, After Buzz TV will be doing um, the season finale live from the John Lovitz Comedy Club, October 9th right after the season finale. So be sure to check that out on uh, AfterBuzzTV.com. On behalf of Rob Zbachnik, Steve Steamer, and myself, Phil Svitek, we'll see you next time. From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzzTV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzzTV or its owners or principal.